Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the JC Stevens Podcast. This is episode number 285, dedicated to a team who on July 31st, 2007, completed an abnormal trade, a 7-for-1 deal to acquire Mr. Kevin Garnett, the Boston Celtics. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. During today's episode, we will discuss why Jim Harbaugh's suspension is foolish by multiple parties and what's going on with P.J. Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. But first, Colorado, Coach Prime. In year one, there are going to be a lot of eyeballs on Deion Sanders and the football team in Boulder, Colorado. 1-11 a year ago, and generally a 1-11 football team does not get a lot of buzz or attention in the year after that abysmal season, but they have Deion Sanders on campus. Things change when Coach Prime is around. And things that change quickly, not just with the trajectory in the plan of the football program in Colorado, but also Colorado is going back to the Big 12. This is one of those things that when it comes to conference realignment, I would have said Colorado, Big 12, stay Don't go anywhere. It doesn't make any sense for you to leave the Big 12. Stay in the Big 12 years ago. You would not be in the mess you are currently in. However, we can't go back in time. And at that time, I was not a big enough college football fan to realize what was going on when Colorado left the Big 12 to go to the Pac-12. Nebraska wasn't a Big 10, wasn't a Big 12, is now in the Big 10. And for Nebraska's sake, I would say find a way to go back to the Big 12. However, I understand money talks. I understand that Nebraska's making a whole lot more money in the Big 10 than they would in the Big 12. So I'm not going to push the Nebraska narrative. But for Colorado, it makes a whole lot of sense. Geographically, it makes sense monetarily it makes sense as a Pac-12 is a dwindling and whittling uh, conference, whittling away. You have the USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten next year. You have Washington and Oregon talking and exploring, leaving the Pac-12, probably going to the Big 12. I would have said go to the Big Ten, but the Big Ten dropped the ball. Yes, realistically, it still could happen, but I doubt Tony Petiti the new Big Ten commissioner, will say, hey, you Pacific Northwest powers, come join us in the Big Ten football conference. I don't see that happening. Coach Prime going to the Big 12. Texas and Oklahoma are also leaving at the same time. So people are looking to see who is going to be the team to watch in the Big 12 going forward. Some might say Cincinnati. But Cincinnati has also just lost their head coach in Luke Fickle, who is now at Wisconsin. Some might say BYU. Okay, I would not go down that path. Some might say Houston or UCF. Okay, maybe, but you got to prove it to me. You got to show it to me. Colorado does as well. But if Coach Prime does what Coach Prime does at programs when he is there, at the prep level in different ways, but also what he did at Jackson State, if he can do that at Colorado and change the program and get the program to be playing in a way that is unheard of, to be playing in a way that is not expected, to be playing in a way that 
Colorado Buffalo fans have not seen in literal decades? Buddy, we could be looking at a situation where Colorado in three to four years is contending for the Big 12 Conference Championship. Not just um, regular season winning all those games. Conference Championship game, you get there, you win that thing. And people who say Coach Prime cannot run a Power 5 football program, people who doubted him, people who said he should not have left Jackson State, he should have stayed there and built something. Him saying it's about something bigger than what is going on right now. And also, a little side note, if you were Deion Sanders and you were coaching at Jackson State and you had an opportunity to go to a Power 5 football program, would you drop that opportunity? Would you just let that go away? Would you let the wind just blow that by you? Or would you entertain it? I guarantee you. It don't matter if it's Jackson State to Indiana University. It don't matter if it's Jackson State to Colorado. It don't matter if it's Jackson State to Bowling Green. It don't matter if it's Jackson State, UCF, USF. Your mama, my mama, don't matter if it's a Power 5 program or even a, a, a uh, FBS program. I am going to entertain it. Why? Because the resources are different. But that paycheck's going to be different. But also the opportunity in front of you is going to be a whole lot different. And you'll be able to impact a lot of people. And impact more people at that university than he could at Jackson State. Colorado to the Big 12. I love the move. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, making moves, making waves, all of those things. I love it. And honestly, the Pac-12, they've already lost USC, UCLA. They're going to lose at some point Washington and Oregon. That's four of the best programs in the conference. You also lose Colorado. Who's next? Is Utah leaving? Are we going to see Stanford and um, Stanford and Cal say, well, there's two other interstate schools that are playing in the Big Ten. How about we join them? Is that what's going to happen? Washington, Oregon go to the Big 12 style. Uh, style. Uh, Cal and Stanford go to the Big Ten. I'm not a big proponent of Stanford and Cal going to the Big Ten, but it could happen. Monetarily, yes, they would get a lot more money. Yes, travel would be a whole lot harder than it currently is. But what's talking right now in college football? Money. What always talks in collegiate athletics? Money. Money talks. Money talks when you talk about the move for Colorado from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. And money talks for other Pac-12 schools that might be leaving their current conference. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Because Jim Harbaugh just got suspended for something that was dumb. But what he did during the investigation was dumb as well. Football is almost here. I have been waiting for this time of year for a long time, from the end of the Super Bowl in February, I have been anxiously awaiting this point in the year ever since the Super Bowl concluded. Football means something to me. It means something to you. It is king in America. It doesn't matter if you are in the South portion of the country, or if maybe you're in Connecticut, or maybe you're in California, Oregon, it does not matter. Midwest, Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Idaho, Iowa, does not matter. Football means something to everybody in America. And you know what? It's great for people like myself who love college football. 
We had Big Ten Media Days this week, the ACC kickoff this week. Already had SEC, Pac-12, Big 12 Media Days. All of those are concluded. Those are the unofficial kickoff to those leagues seasons. And you know what? Normally Media Days, and I've been to Big Ten Media Days for a couple of years, wasn't able to make it this year. And normally when I go, it's great. You get a quote or two from somebody. First year I went there, Jim Harbaugh made an abnormal quote, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Actually, what he said ended up coming true when Michigan beat Ohio State in that season. So maybe as abnormal as it sounded, there was some truth to it. Also, a year ago, there was another conversation, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, where he answered a question about scheduling in Michigan's weak schedule, and Jim Harbaugh responded in a Jim Harbaugh way, an abnormal way. And I'm like, Harbaugh, what's going on? Like, I am here. I want to learn about Ryan Day and the players. And last year, Stroud was there and, and Jigba was there. And I believe Ronnie Hickman was there last year as well. So I'm trying to learn from those guys and pick up some things from them this year, watching it on the TV and using the YouTube to listen to some interviews, watch some interviews to learn things about Buckeye players so I can better cover Ohio State on the daily Locked On Buckeyes podcast coming at you five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so Big Ten Media Days is my thing. I, the event is one of those events that you're going to get information overload. Record things, write things down, try to get as much as you can because there's going to be so much thrown at you in that two-day event. This year, not being able to go, I wish I did because Jim Harbaugh was, his suspension was announced a day before the start of Big Ten Media Days. But it wasn't said Jim Harbaugh would be suspended. It was Jim Harbaugh is expected to be suspended for four games. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did Harbaugh do now? I haven't talked a lot about Jim Harbaugh. And uh, I sometimes call him Jimbo because, well, um, does some foolish things, some odd things. And sometimes Jimbo is a good nickname for some of the things that Harbaugh does. Just trying to have a little bit of fun. But it was announced prior to the start of Big Ten Media Day. So other things that were not announced, negative things prior to that was Northwestern and uh, the firing of Pat Fitzgerald and the abnormal and extreme hazing and some hazing of sexual nature that was going on there in the football program. Pat Fitzgerald is gone. So this is a weird year to not go to Big Ten Media Days. And so I see this Jim Harbaugh news. Harbaugh's suspension. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did Harbaugh do? And I remembered that there was a conversation in a time that Harbaugh bought a hamburger for a recruit on a recruiting visit, which is against the rules, which is stupid. Like, aside from what I can't, what I say and where I lean about Ohio State-Michigan in that rivalry, it is dumb for that to be illegal. Now, I understand why it is illegal because they have to try to police everybody, all of the schools, not just at the FBS level, but all the way on down. They understand that some people come from less than uh, some pretty um, unfortunate situations. And so they try to, you know, help people out, but also not give coaches too much freedom. I don't care if Harbaugh bought a, a player a hamburger or the whole family a hamburger. But yeah, I don't care. I, I don't care at all. But this suspension comes, and this comes from a report that I read from Ross Dellinger. does a phenomenal job of covering college football. And Harbaugh lied during an NCAA investigation. Stupid. Just dumb. 
Why are you going to lie during an investigation about things that were alleged that happened under your watch? If you know about it, it's best to just be honest. Now, somebody's going to say, Jay, people in the South lie all the time. Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, name the Florida, o Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, LSU. I don't have a good accent, but you understand where I'm going. People in collegiate athletics lie all the time. It does not make it okay just because somebody down south is doing it or up north, the Midwest, or the West. It don't matter. Just because somebody is doing wrong does not make it okay for you to do wrong as well. And that's how I view the Harbaugh suspension. Got this quote, this little portion of the article that was written from Ross Dellinger, and I'm going to read it word for word. Quote at the front, end quote at the end. And you're going to see. The NCAA is kind of on my side, even though the rules, the rules are stupid. Don't get me wrong. The rules are dumb. Just don't lie, man. Just be honest. Quote, Harbaugh's alleged initial cover-up was worse than the crime itself from the NCAA's perspective. In a notice of allegations sent to Michigan last year, the association cited four Level 2 violations, including meeting with two recruits during a COVID-19 dead period, texting a recruit outside of an allowable time period, having analysts perform on-field coaching duties during practice, and having coaches watching players work out via Zoom, end quote. The, okay, let's, let's go back to forward so I can break this down just a little bit. Having coaches watching players work out via Zoom, is that a crime? In most people's eyes, no. Should it have been a crime during the time period? Probably not, but it was. Don't understand. Let's keep on going, going backwards. Uh, Michigan had analysts perform on-field coaching duties during practice. That happens all over the country. And the NCAA knows it. So I guarantee you my first thought, even though these are level two, even though these are level two violations, if Harbaugh just told the truth, he might not be suspended for four games. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to sit here and kind of go about the way of saying Harbaugh suspension is about him lying. It's not all about the infractions, the violations, things that are violated under his watch as being the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines football program. This man lied during an investigation. And I told a story on Locked on Buckeyes, a daily podcast I host covering the Ohio State football team. And um, a few years ago, no, I say more, maybe about 10 years ago now, a long, long time ago, I was less than 10 years ago. I was in a room being not interrogated, but having a conversation and lawyers were investigating an accident that I had in 2005. I believe it was 2005, my junior year of high school, going to get a haircut, then the football practice. And next thing you know, your boy gets T-boned and in the room, they were asking me questions. They were trying to ask me the same question. 5,000 different ways, the same way coaches do, or excuse me, reporters do to coaches when they're trying to find out who the starting quarterback is going to be at X, Y, or Z University. They were trying to ask me the same question in a thousand different ways. And ultimately, I mean, I didn't crack under pressure, but I was really close to getting annoyed. But I didn't lie. I understand what it's like to be in a situation where you want to kind of maybe lie to get by and lie to get your way to lessen the punishment, lessen the blow, or even because you know somebody that lied and got off with something that they did that was wrong. And you're like, man, if I just did what they did, 
everything will be a-okay, but no, everything will not be a-okay. Lying is never the answer. I heard it growing up. I hear it as an adult. Hey, man, don't get to a practice of lying. It's not okay. But these, these things here from the article, I mean, meeting with two recruits during a COVID-19 dead period, texting a recruit outside of an allowable time period, those are things that I guarantee multiple coaches did. The COVID-19 dead period, we saw what happened at Arizona State, and Herm Edwards, gone. Now, if you see what happened there and the, what happened with the school, why in the world would you lie? Sorry. It's, to me, it's all about lying. Something happened that was wrong? Okay. Okay. Like, I'm not going to harp on the violations because a lot of stuff is stupid. But why lie about it? Now, Harbaugh's suspension itself. Four games. Michigan's schedule this year is weak. Once again, Wolverines' weak schedule, they go hand in hand. East Carolina week one, week two, UNLV, week three, Bowling Green. All those are at home. A fourth game at home is against Rutgers. Oh, I also heard that hardball suspension, he's able to coach. Like, he could be be at practice like normal, but he can't coach in the game. What kind of suspension is this? I, I always assumed if it's a suspension that you could not do your normal duties. Oh, yeah, Michigan was negotiating the suspension and the punishment with the NCAA so not only is a suspension maybe odd I don't know if I would give him four games for this I also don't know if what they negotiated is beneficial to anybody like but like okay hardball not coaching not a good deal they should beat these teams with your interim head coach every day of the week and twice on Sunday should be no contest man hardball I want to ride with you sometimes. You're a former Indianapolis Colts. I'm still a Colts fan. I want to ride with you, man. I, 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 no, 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 no. You're you're the coach of that head. You're the head coach of that football team up north. Now I can't ride with you 24/7. I want to ride with you with the suspension, but buddy, you lied. You lied, man. I wanted to take your side so bad, but you lied. Also, the four games is crazy. Like it's absurd. Let's just review a little bit. Urban Meyer got three games for not reporting domestic violence of a coach that was on his coaching staff. Weird. Very, very odd. Jim Trestle was basically run out of town for players exchanging memorabilia for tattoos. Odd. But this is how we're doing in 2023? I don't know, man. I don't know. You be honest, Harbaugh. If Harbaugh was honest, this punishment might not be the way that it is. A coach in the Big Ten. This was not meant to be Big Ten heavy, but there's some more drama going on in, in the Big Ten football conference. It's odd, man. I do so much stuff covering and being in tune and tapped into the Big Ten conference. I didn't realize that this would be a week where not only am I going into Big Ten media days thinking about Harbaugh suspension, which was just announced a day prior to the to the event starting. Northwestern losing their head coach. I had no idea that there would be more news coming out, negative news. And this is from Minnesota or about Minnesota's football head football coach, PJ Fleck. I like PJ Fleck. Big 10 media day has been with them the past couple years. Really energetic, easy guy to like. And I guarantee you on recruiting visits, sits down on the couch. I got a couch right in front of me um, at the new place. My wife and I live there. And I guarantee you if PJ Fleck was in this room, 
and he's hearing me talk right now. We're going to get off. Not only he may critique me a little bit, but we're going to have a good old time, a little energetic fun, and he's going to. I'm going to leave my time with PJ Fleck and feel better about myself, better about the day, because that's the kind of guy PJ Fleck is. Very easy person to get along with, energetic, and he has a personality that is uh, contagious. You want to be around him. He helps you. He helps brighten up your day. So some of the allegations that were coming in this report um, saying that there were um, physical punishments that were handed out. I'll get to that in a minute. Saying that P.J. Fleck and his ego, that he would clap. He would want players to clap when he entered the room. But if you were not enthusiastic enough, he would leave said room, go back into the room, and try it all over again to hype him up. I'll also get into that in a little bit as well. But a lot of the stuff coming out was just odd and seemed like it's just stuff that happens in football. Now, some stuff that happens in football is extreme. Can't say it's not. I've been cussed out before in a football practice. It wasn't the end of the world. I told my mom about it. Really, at what? 10 years after I graduated from high school. She was like, what that happened? My brother's like, Ma, this stuff is normal. He played football at a higher, multiple higher levels than I did. This this stuff is normal. Getting cussed out at practice ain't no big deal. Coach cussing at you every now and then when you make good plays or bad plays really don't matter. It, it, this stuff is normal. But why is all this news coming out now? Like in the, in the week that this is, y'all could have waited till next week Y'all could have had this come out a week ago. Minnesota's coming up <laughs> literally the day that this, this report came out. I actually think the report came out a day before um, Minnesota took the podium. P.J. Fleck and the three Golden Gopher players were on center stage at Big Ten Media Days. I just don't get it. I heard of a former preacher, Northwest Indiana and Hammond, Indiana, um, Jack Isles, and had a, a big Big, big church up there in Hammond. Hammond isn't that big. It's near Gary. And if you know Gary, it's not that big. There aren't a lot of people there. Now, at this time, 60s, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s, a lot of people were in this area. And I heard of a, this, this this preacher, never met him. Um, Jack Hiles had a college up there as well in Crown Point, Indiana. And uh, I had seen videos on the YouTube um, back when I was big involved in the Baptist church. And uh, this guy would come into a room you would think he was, <laughs> he just won a lottery. Everybody clapping, clapping, going crazy. I've seen videos, guys in there throwing their Bibles up. And I'm like, what is this? Is he a celebrity? To them, he was a celebrity. But it was really, really odd to work. It was really kind of man worship in that way. I don't think PJ Fleck demands that of his players. I have never gotten that vibe from him. Not saying that he does not. But I just don't really think that is the kind of person P.J. Fleck is. But if it is, that is odd. Also, it's not illegal to do that. Like, I don't believe that that's a fireball offense if he were to make that statement and say, oh, you need to act this way when I come in here. I don't think so. Now, when it comes to the punishment and physical punishment, there was a report that P.J. Fleck made players via a punishment do 400-yard bear crawls. And so, Bear Cross has been a punishment. I started playing football 7th grade, played through 12th grade every single season I played football. Bear Cross was a punishment. Was it 10 yards? Was it 20 yards? Was it 40 yards? Was it down 10, back 10? Was it down to the 40-yard line, not doing a 40-yard dash running, but 40-yard, not really dash, 40-yard crawl uh, via a Bear Crawl? Was it that way? And I'm like, really, 
Physical punishment, up-downs is an exercise. Also can be used as a punishment. Um, bear crawls, uh, punishment, push-ups. Punishment, also exercise. And so I understand the thought that maybe 400-yard bear crawls is maybe a punishment. But, but one, what did you do? And two, I guarantee, even if it was 200 yards, somebody else has done it. Because it happened to me, high school. I think my junior, maybe senior year, me and my buddy Demetrius Edwards and some of us were coming back from an away game Bloomington South, I think, Bloomington South or North, one of the two, coming back late at night, hour away from Lawrence Central High School, we got in trouble for cutting up, just laughing too much, lost the game, got in trouble for being too loud, being, we were just being trying to be kids, but being a little too loud, needed to be quiet and understand that we just got beat on the road to have an hour drive back, the coaches don't want to hear it, and so I don't know how many of us it was, but they said, hey, don't put your shoulder pads back on, but just go to the field, I said, what, y'all getting in trouble, I'm thinking pads back on. No, no, no. Don't put your pads back on. Go to the field. Bear crawls. Down 100. Back 100. And I'm like, I got to do this before I can go home? I, I didn't even play varsity a lot that year. Mainly special teams. But y'all want me to do this? Before I can change clothes? It happens in sports. Now, basketball, suicides. And, uh, now, suicides can be a form of conditioning. Could also be a punishment. You've seen Coach Carter. Coach Carter made players do push-ups and running and all this stuff. One, just to get back on the team. This stuff happens. So I'm not going to sit up here and say like the 400-yard bear crawl is the end of the world if it happened. But I would need to have some see some more extreme allegations for me to say, oh, this guy has to go. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not saying it won't pop up. But some of the allegations, they're not fireable offenses. Some of them are abnormal. If P.J. Fleck is a guy that wants you to clap real loud and obnoxiously when he comes into a room, it's not the end of the world. As odd as it is, things will continue to move on in your life and in his. Drama in the Big Ten Football Conference, Michigan, Northwestern, Minnesota, and oh my, my, my. Ohio State starts fall camp next week. I do not want to come with this pod in a few weeks as I'm trying to get my guy Stuart Brooking of the Morning Brew with Stew on the show who just did his NFL quarterback rankings. I would love for him to come on the show to break those down here with us. But after that, I don't want to come on the show and say, well, <laughs> we talked about Northwestern, talked about Michigan, talked about Minnesota, and lo and behold, Ryan Day's been running a bad program. Not just bad because you're losing to Michigan in back-to-back seasons, but also bad because hazing is extreme. Extreme punishments or whatever it may be. And maybe for that reason, they need to be fired. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I can find other things to talk about that are more positive other than an Ohio State football coach once again messing up. Out of here on a Monday, July 31st. Trying to get my guy Stuart Brooking on the show. He's a football coach this year, so we're trying to logistically make things work. And if we are, he recently released his final quarterback rankings. Can't go through them just yet. Trying to get him on the show for him to break them down here on the J. Stevens podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. That's the same handle for the Instagram and the threads. Not really active on the threads, but I'm on there. If I get more active, feel free to follow me so you can get ahead of the game. This has been episode 285 of the J. Stevens podcast. I will see you next time.